You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, guys. I hope you're doing great. Welcome to another episode of the Enneagram Marriage Podcast. We are in season five, and I am so grateful for you and today's fun topic, the five love languages of your sex life. And these are really arousal styles, and I want to just go through them and let you know, stick around for the end of the episode, because we're also going to be really just reviewing what did the nine types in general say? Of course, you're a unique person, but what did the nine Enneagram types in general say about these five styles and which ones are their favorites? So you can cue in a little bit about your partner and ask, hey, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? But before we get to that, I'm going to give you a few general tips for your sex life so that you guys can make sure that you're doing as well as possible. If you're part of our Wednesday deep dive series, you know this has been part of our connection over communication series because we're really digging in deep, not just to communicating because you can absolutely communicate about anything and everything without even being close, but we're working on connection in the collective right now. So once again, you guys should know our collective is open for one more week. If you would like to join, if you would like to make sure that you are getting reuptaked in your marriage, that you want to start off this year, this season with something beautiful, with a bright glow together. We are always doing that together in the collective. We are aiming beautifully to make a difference in our marriages, and we want to shine brightly in the world too. And I have a five-step plan for you to do that. That is very simple and quick, a video series with PDFs, as well as monthly trainings to help keep you guys going and glowing all year long. So make sure you check out the show notes. If you need extra, make sure you grab our Enneagram and Marriage 52-Week Glow Relationship Planner. If you just need some week-by-week coaching tips, or the accompanied emails if you need cues every single week to remind you of what you're doing. So we have you all set. And of course, you know, we also have our Enneagram and Marriage Valentine's Glow Gala coming up in this area, which is South Florida, Bradenton Beach area, St. Petersburg. If you're familiar with the Southwest part of Florida, you know it is usually warm and sunny in early February. And a lot of people need their Florida in February. I know my brother's one of those people. Sometimes my in-laws need that. And it just depends on where you are at in your calendar. But if it fits, I would love to see you there. We are going to have so much fun with our Valentine's dinner dance at Pier 22, our number one date night restaurant in the area. So join us for that. Now, let's get down to business in terms of our sex lives. And let's also be people of integrity. Of course, you know, I am not one of those people who is all gossip girl about this. Let's have ethics, but let's make sure that you guys make sure that you are really doing well. And the first tip I want to give you is something that you should know in general before we get to these five styles. And that is that everybody's sex life has to have breaks. Everybody's sex life needs to take time at moments, which are going to be very particular to you for rest. And it might be that you have had a season of work that has taken away your libido or you have had a baby or you have had a health issue that has shifted you. And I don't want you feeling bad if you have found yourself in that area where you're like, I just haven't wanted it. 
But I also want you to be extra paying attention to this episode because that is not good for you to stay as normal as it is. We know that it's not healthy for you to not be connecting intimately. And we also know the statistics that remind us that couples who are having orgasm or having connection on a regular basis, get that oxytocin release, get those happy hormones and really enjoy closeness and intimacy when they are able to have their sexual life back together. So I really don't like it when books say, A, you got to have sex or you're a bad person or when they globalize it or, you know, really making a woman feel guilty for having a baby or having her period like these. We are just past that. Like we absolutely need to know that we are given grace, but we also need to make that special attempt to love one another and to bond with one another. So I want you to remember like over all these styles, make sure you are calendaring in time for your sex life, make it a priority. And if it happens extra, more than the calendar, amazing. But if it doesn't happen because you didn't at all plan for it, then that is not going to be healthy in almost every case. So I just want to make sure you are prioritizing that. And that means you're going to have to say no a lot. You know, from every big business owner who is successful, they always tell you, you have to say no, no, no to all these appointments so you can say yes. This is exactly what it's like in marriage. You have to say a lot of no's in order to say the best yeses. And those best yeses are going to be quality time and physical touch in most cases against all the other things that we try to do for each other too. So just come back to that space with me of giving yourself lots of grace and then also come back to that space of being able to say to your spouse, sometimes when we're not together for a week where we're busy or it's a busy season for us, I like the buildup. I like to be able to come back and really have an explosive time together because we did have to wait. So do something else in those seasons with your sexual energy that will help you to just have creativity and projects and art and don't turn it towards another person. That just complicates things and brings such unhealth to your marriage. Put it into your creativity, that eros of creativity that Jay Stringer talks about in his book. And that is just such a great reminder for all of us that when we do have this extra energy, don't use it to get into trouble. Use it to give yourself a push into your beautiful creative projects you're already doing or could be doing with this extra energy. And then when you get back together with your spouse, it will be so much sharper, stronger, and that is something a lot of couples actually do sometimes just to give themselves a little bit more of a fun sex life is to say, let's take this week off and then we'll come back to touching and now we won't be able to keep our hands off each other or sometimes you come back in a graduated way and you can also use that time to say, here's what we like. If you're in the glow planner, you know, we focus on that in the second month of the planner where we really allow you some great easy conversations to just make sure that you guys are asking the questions. Okay. You know, we have had Sheila Ray Gregoire, we've had Dr. Camden, we've had Get Your Marriage On, all on this podcast to help. If you need past episodes, we go so deep along with Jay Stringer on this topic so that you can have all kinds of help in this area. But I now want to give you these five love languages of your sex life so that you guys can talk them out. And the first one I want to say is arousal through physical activity or adventure. And this is a great reminder that some of us get turned 
on by physical activity because you get those feel-good endorphins in your body and you get physically aroused when you do something like get into your workout and get your body work. Maybe you get a massage. All of these things can release oxytocin in your body. And being physical is not what I mean here because sex is a very physical experience together. But I mean, you get turned on by doing something that gives you a thrill like hiking or Uh, working out in your body and maybe it's a brisk walk, but it just brings you to that space of knowing when I am active physically with recreation, I know I'm ready to go for sex. And that is so important that you know this. So make sure if that is you, if that's your style, that you definitely don't overdo so that you've had so much that now you have no energy left for your spouse. I do want to tell you that one can actually hurt you if you're not careful. But always make sure that you let your spouse know that you need to create some space for that in your life. So you can say, you know, I know that you want to be intimate or that we do, and whether one of us has initiative response and one of us is more of a responsive person, maybe you both still have the goal. That is usually how it is, by the way. A lot of times that's how male and female chemistry work, but not always. It's just per person. But it's really important that you guys say, but I know that I'm going to need a physical release before. And so that way we can make sure that we prioritize that together as a couple, my physical experience that's going to give us a happier, healthier sex life together. So if that's your type, make sure you're aware that you know, maybe it doesn't make me directly desire you, but it allows me to become aroused once you pursue me because I've had more energy. I feel better about myself and my body and I have these happy hormones coming back to me. So don't worry if it doesn't make you turned on directly, but just do understand if this is your style, make it happen. Now, the next style is arousal through the five senses, especially the visual, which is our largest sense. So when you know that your spouse has an arousal through visuals, especially I want you to really be aware of the best ways to achieve that. And that is going to be for you to really make sure that you allow your spouse to know what it is that particularly visually turns you on. And you could share visual fantasies. You can get yourself looking good and just show your spouse by modeling. This is something that I feel good doing and that gives them a cue. But sometimes you have to be a little bit more direct. There's people like me who aren't as visual who wouldn't necessarily even see that cue. So you might have to tell your spouse, oh, this is a cue that I'm giving you now. Or they might just be spoiled by you and how you're always put together and they don't know that you love that. Now, I do want to nuance here and say, do not criticize. The number one marriage researcher in the country, John Gottman, always and and world, always says, you know, you definitely want to have five to one positives to negatives. So the last thing you want to do is say, you need to know that I don't like this, this, and this about you. No, instead, keep complimenting the tiny little shifts of good that you see throughout the day, even if it's just half of a good shift. So that way you can help to shape a new behavior. You'd be surprised how you can truly shape when you just have one little great comment about what you saw them do. If and it was just throw a barrette in their hair, you're like, I love that when you do that. And don't take it farther like when you actually care about your looks because your spouse definitely cares about their looks, but they might not have the time you want. And definitely we change in marriage too, to where when we're primping, just like the peacocking you see out in nature, you see spouses get complacent. So be nice and be complimentary to the little tiny changes you see, and that will begin 
begin to bring out more attractiveness and flirtations together. And, you know, make sure you go big with your comments like, oh my gosh, you look so gorgeous. And whatever else you would say to help them to know you get turned on by the physical and you find them very sexy right now. Okay, the next one is another one of the five senses, but it is moving in a, us in a different direction, and that is the love language of touch. Now, this one is a fun one because we have studies that tell us different cultures have different amounts of touch. So if you're not from a culture that adds in a lot of touch, you can just start adding in more during your conversations with your spouse, and that's a bit of foreplay for you so that they can know how good it feels to be touched, but definitely nuance it to find out what kind of touch bothers them and which ones they like. I'm with the type one. So there's certain things that bother him. Also, my type nine daughter has certain types of touch that bother her. And so it really depends on who you are and what your touch style is. So make sure you play around with that. But be gentle, be kind, be loving. Don't be invasive if they've told you I don't like a certain type of touch. Make sure you're thinking that through. But definitely make sure that you really do end up touching them to create some sexual tension and make sure that you find out what feels really good. And we do know that hugs bring all of that oxytocin as well. Some people even say the six second kiss, whatever is going to bless you so much. I love the long hug. That is one of my absolute favorite things. And I definitely want you to make sure that you really enjoy the touch if your spouse is this one or if you are this person who loves touch. And I just want to add to that, like I said, with initiative versus responsive desire, sometimes spouses really need their spouse to touch them and kiss them and hug them before they can feel fully turned on. And that can feel very aversive or strange to somebody else in the relationship who's just like, I'm turned on, let's go. So just make sure you're paying attention to that. And they might say, oh my gosh, like that hand holding is just everything to me. And you might be surprised that that's their love language. Okay. The next one is all about words. And I totally think that this is sort of a thinking type, even if you're not a thinking type. We'll talk about at the end what everybody said on the survey. But really nice to just think about as far as how you can create an environment of emotional safety verbally before sex to get things going and even during sex to get those juices flowing. So make sure you guys are really open about what kinds of conversation makes you feel very excitable. And I know for my husband, there's certain conversations that are totally off limits for him to be able to get in the arousal state. And I don't think he would mind me saying this at all because he would, as a one, be like, absolutely. But the truth is there's just off topics that can really change him to make him have to go into a triggering space. Whereas I'm sort of just different and I have different compartments. And so it's like, you know, not going to be relating to what we're about to do if we're talking about something else. So it really depends on the person. And because there's two people in the marriage, learn from each other. Something that Wes has taught me about that is there are great lead-ins. And I think he's absolutely right. I mean, there's definitely going to be a better sexual experience if we're not talking about something really difficult and sad right before. And I think that there's lots of places and spaces in your day that you can do that. But it's important to honor one another's desires for the best kinds of speaking and how you guys want to talk to one another during the sexual act as well is very meaningful. And I'm just going to add one thing there. Be kind to one another. I know a lot of people can get turned on with conversation that's unkind. But what we're looking for is solidarity between the intimacy you create together being kind during and after sex because the sex is going to last whatever, 30 minutes, an hour, less than that. And then you're going to realize 
we weren't speaking kindly to one another and I don't find that intimate. Of course you don't because when you're unkind, that hurts your feelings later. So don't bleed in for that temporary fulfillment, that impulsive decision, but really allow yourself to use words that are loving and close. And we actually have great research that tells us that the emotionally bonded couples have better sex. And that is a hard thing for those who are idealistically nihilistic too, because sometimes people put away, in other words, their emotions and say like, I don't go big on emotions, but they miss out on the beautiful fluidity of having emotions in life and being able to come to places of vulnerability and depth together. So keep challenging yourself to be healthily emotional together, to be open, to be vulnerable, to be safe, and to say kind words before, during, and after sex. That is another great love style, and it really means a lot to people. And ask curious questions so that you can find out what to do. For me, it's the sit-down date. I love the date night. I love talking. I love West to care about me. When I feel like those things are in line, then I'm great with having our sexual intimacy. If I don't feel cared about, I'm not as interested. So it's going to be definitely important for you if you have that person who has arousal through conversations. Now, last but not least is the person who likes to have the arousal through these playtimes with you, through just being a partner and not parent, not a judge, not a sadist, somebody who loves them, who sees them and who doesn't need to get off with kinks that are going to hurt them and exploit them, but just play with them and maybe role play with them or really take time to find fun games. There are so many out there. I loved how we had the number one marriage podcast on Alisa and Tony of One Extraordinary Marriage, and they are so good at giving us tips for play. We know that the Intimately Us app is another great space to get you playing in your marriage sexually if this is your style. That is so much fun for you to shake it up be out of the ordinary. And for some of you, that's a great big turn on. And for others of you, you're like, that feels immature. It doesn't feel like me. I don't need that. I want you to do what helps you and know that it's not just about your love style here or your love language, but your spouse is also so that you have a dynamic process and it is creative and it has nuance and it is different. Just like you probably heard me saying last week, we're in this physical and health month in the Enneagram Marriage Glow Relationship Planner this month. And you have to be able to to have flexibility to change up your routine or you don't have the same success with your workouts. And it's the same with your sex life. If you're always exactly the same, it's not as much fun and you do get, it's a lot easier to get bored and you do get to that space where you're like, it's too commonplace. Doesn't mean I want you to stop the ritual even if you're like, okay, sometimes it's commonplace, but I do want you to spice it up to talk about these love styles together and to make sure that you guys are nuancing and learning and growing and making sure that you guys are shining together in this way that is very spiritual if you're really intimate together. And it's a very close bonding experience. If think about it, it's the life force. You can create children at times through this process. You can truly create. And so this is an experience you can share with your spouse that you can't share with anybody else. And I really don't want you to miss out on it. So make sure you talk to somebody, a marriage and family therapist who's licensed or a really well-trained coach. If you need help with something in this area and make sure you go visit your doctor. Oh my goodness. So many people take medications for lots and lots of things in the sexual arena. Make sure that you have your lubrication going. There's evidence that tells us that lubrication helps to make sex more pleasurable. So definitely be 
in conversation about this, even if it has to be over text or at various times of day that don't embarrass you, just understand that you guys are made for each other and it's okay to talk about sex and it's healthy and it's even okay to have conflict around it so that you can get to a safe, happy medium where you're like, you know what? That was really fun for you this time and I'm hoping that I can have some fun next time and it's always nice when you both have fun, but just remember that partnership so it's not an over and under, it's not power over, it's empowered together. Make sure that it's into me see where you're truly having the healthiest of sexual intimacy and creating a loving, creative response with this time together. And that is going to come through you guys really looking to see what turns each of you on. So I'm just going to go over those five ways again, and then we're going to talk about the Enneagram results that we got so that you can have even one more reminder. And that is arousal through, of course, we said the physical so that you know if you need a good workout, make sure you incorporate that physical arousal. Also, we talked about the arousal through visual because we know a lot of you are visuals. We also know that some of you are aroused through touch. And so make sure you add that in more. And then we also talked about how some of you are aroused through conversation. And then last but not least, some of you are aroused through play. So here's what we have for the Enneagram and marriage community answers also so that you guys can hear what everybody said in our corner of the world. Okay, well, by and large, everybody, almost everybody said they were aroused through touch. So I would say that fives said that least, but even if you're with a five, just check in with them to see if they feel that touch is part of their foreplay or what gets them in their bodies because sometimes fives are very heady and that might even be a fit for them. But otherwise, briefly, every single type loves touch. So make sure you create this as part of what I said earlier, just bringing that in so that you can be touching more in and out of the bedroom for beautiful foreplay and as you get sexual together in your marriage. Okay, now a couple of other themes I want you to know is that ones really noted that they loved playfulness in the bedroom arena. And you can definitely go into my more research highlight on Instagram if you want to see all of the conversational qualitative answers I got, but it was very helpful to see that, of course, as everybody said, touch was important and ones being body types. Yes, touch in the body, essential, but they also, I I thought there would be more comments about you know, others of the five senses and ones by and large said they need to feel relaxed and playful. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind that two said that they really like flirtation and cuddling. And I thought that was a really great add on as far as, you know, we name five love languages here, but really there are even more nuances, of course, among in between us. So remember your twos for wanting the quality time and the touch, but also these additional flirtations and fun seductions together. Okay. Threes, not not surprisingly at all, wanted time together and loved words and conversation and touch and just hearing how much you love them really speaks to their heart. And they're very cuddly because they're right in the center of the heart triad. So of course it's per person, but figure out their favorite touch points. Now fours added on a piece of depth that I wasn't even expecting. And that is so typical of fours. Fours added on that they love uniqueness in the bedroom, that they love to be able to have that special flair that's just theirs, whether it be through flirtation or actually some said through eye contact. So every four, you know, probably wants the uniqueness, but also just the depth 
and the connection. And then it was also fun to see some of them say, also just play. Like we like to be light too sometimes. You heard me say about fives and I'm just gonna add about fives. The conversational piece is so, so, so deep. So make sure that you understand that for fives, the knowing of one another is so seductive, so beautiful, so interesting. And sometimes fives may even prefer that to the physical. And so just really figure that out with your five that you might be reframing my five isn't wanting the sexuality, but for them, it is such a deep knowing and intimacy that they have with you and nobody else for you to be able to talk through things and concepts together. So really do a good reframe here. And then also, of course, touch so that if your spouse is comfortable with this, that you are bringing them out of their head. And then sixes, I would say the same. Make sure every six said, you know, something to get me out of my head, whether it be play or touch or flirting. They just really wanted all of those pieces to make sure that they could, you know, have that. Plus, they also wanted conversation because as you guys know, sometimes sixes need to talk something out first and reframe it and get to a healthy space of safety before they can give themselves over. Now, not at all a surprise. Seven said all of the above. We want it all. We love it all. But many said, of course, playfulness and touch. So those were not a surprise to me at all. And then type eights, I saw also a lot of touch and playfulness, which I thought was sweet because a lot of people don't realize that eights want the playfulness too, and that they have a seven wing a lot of times that they want to access. And that they also, of course, want that visual stimulation sometimes too. And eight also said that they like physical activity. So make sure that you check that out, whether they are talking about release before or after or during, um, just more vigorous time. You guys will have to figure that out together. And then last but not least, nines said that they wanted all of the playfulness. And I thought that was so cute because I'm like, okay, nines have this innocence about them. And yes, they want the fun and the flirt. And they said, you know, make sure you speak about us and listen to us. Of course, that's such a turn on for a nine, but make sure that you also just play with us and know that we can be safe and lovers, but also best friends. So I love that information. Thank you everybody for sharing yours. This is going to be so helpful to you as you walk through deeper sexuality together in your bodies this year. Okay, guys, thank you so much for taking time out for this episode so that you could be as healthy as possible so that your sexual life together can be invigorated so that you can have the most fun, have the conversations. If you need extra help, get the glow planner so you can have the conversations right in front of you all through an entire month. Also make sure that you check out the glow gala, check out the collective. We are here for you in all of these ways and we love living intentionally with you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.